Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, how federal agencies are screening to get the best candidates out there. Cybersecurity professionals, yes, they care about money. Salary matters. But you know what else matters is investment in their careers and being able to actually protect an organization, data, or people. The Department of Defense announced recently its intention to hire private recruiters to create a civilian hiring as a service pilot program, looking to increase cyber warriors into the agency and other areas of the federal government. Well, that certainly got my attention because I got to tell you what, the cybersecurity professionals continue to move to the private sector for increased job security, in part given and because of this most recent government shutdown and also better wages, I think the government's really struggling with how to recruit the right kind of talent. Simone Petrella is the Chief Strategy Officer for Cyber Vista, a cybersecurity training firm here in D.C. She's got a lot of experience in this issue, and she's joining us in the studio to talk about this really important trend. First of all, Simone, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me here. Well, let's begin. You, this is something that you've lived and breathed. Where has the DOD gone wrong in its past recruiting of talent? In my past life, before my current role in the training space for cybersecurity, I actually was a consultant in the DOD and had a very large team focusing on cyber threat intelligence. And one of the things that differentiated our ability to hire um, roles more quickly than our actual DOD government counterparts was actually their hiring processes. They were extremely reliant on USA Jobs, which also from my own experience coming out of grad school, I think I waited six months to actually receive confirmation that my resume had been submitted, let alone that anyone had actually contacted me. And in that role, because I was hiring analysts, what I saw was that our DOD clients were actually, through USA Jobs, looking for computer science people, electrical engineers, and because it was completely outsourced to HR that was fairly removed from the actual mission, they weren't able to actually actively recruit the types of skill sets they needed to do the actual job as quickly as we were able to do it. So a lot of it really comes back to the HR machine um, that's fairly passive and slow moving across the DOD, but also the rest of the federal government. How much of it is um, just a an artifact of the federal acquisition rules and the idea that you have to post requirements and everybody should have equal access. This seems to run completely counter to the reality of recruiting the private sector, which is, I want you to come work for me now. Yeah. I don't know how much of it is because of the FAR specifically, but I certainly think culturally that's a huge component of it. You know, the private sector posts positions openly too, and you can compete for a position with the same amount of transparency, but what they private sector does is we're very active in trying to go out and recruit. And I've seen the DOD trying to do this more and more where they are hosting job fairs and they're trying to actually attract talent into those particular mission sets uh, in the way that a private sector recruiter would do it. Um, what's been so successful, like LinkedIn for cybersecurity professionals, is one of the premier ways that you can pretty much guarantee you're going to get some sort of outreach from a recruiter. Um, and the DOD just hasn't taken those same tactics and kind of brought them into the current So do you think that it's world. a function of, of having to approach outreach to get talent like the private sector? Or do you think that the DOD also needs to change how they look for talent? For example, 
instead of saying I want somebody with a computer science background saying I want to see somebody's portfolio and what they've actually done. You know what I mean? I'm- I think this is an area that both the DOD and the private sector share a challenge. Um, and the reason the private sector has come out a little bit ahead is because they're just a little more nimble in their speed. But the DOD, when you look at kind of how they're looking at job requisitions, I do think it comes down to what are the the skill sets they're actually looking for. And so just to, to kind of share a story back to my original comment on when I was in the DOD as a, as a contractor and a consultant, um, we ran a, a cyber threat intelligence team uh, that supported the, the government. And in my own role, um, our government counterparts, they typically in their job positions were looking for computer science, uh, sometimes electrical engineering. That's the way the job descriptions were written. They had never been updated. And the reality was that we were in an analytic role. Right. So my team were writing reports. They were producing things for policymakers. And that requires strong critical thinking skills, strong analytic skills and strong communications and writing skills. Uh, That not to say that that's not something that a technically minded individual might have, but that's not necessarily something they've trained to do uh, or nor have they focused on doing. So by focusing on that as the skill set in the HR process, the candidates that were coming in for the DOD side, we're just not as equipped to do the analytic work. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas we had, as the private sector counterpart, the nimbleness to actually go out and say, we're going to screen for these intangible skills and we'll train them on the technical skills. So does this mean that as DOD announces that they're going to try to use private recruiters, that's only half the solution then? It's half the solution, but I think the other half of the solution is something the DOD is really well equipped to do because the DOD is really great at training. Mm-hmm. Uh, the military services are really great at training. And so it comes down to what do you screen when you're doing that private, you know, that private sector type recruiting? Um, and then how do you pipeline people through a program to get them what they, you know, the skills they need to do to be effective in those, in those mission roles? Um, and so it is only half the equation. Um, you think about someone typically coming out of the Air Force or the Navy who goes through an entire signals intelligence program. I mean, we're talking about months of training that they get through their association with the DOD. That is half the equation. I think the other, there's actually another component of the equation that the DOD really has going for it. There has been a multitude of cybersecurity professional surveys done on the state of the workforce around the talent gap that is increasingly emerging. And what repeatedly comes across in those surveys is that cybersecurity professionals, yes, they care about money. Salary matters. But you know what else matters is investment in their careers and being able to actually protect an organization, data, or people. And no one has a more significant mission in that area than the DOD in particular. Um, and, you know, that's a that's a really great thing for them to, to leverage um, when you talk about the recruiting angle. So I guess in conclusion, Simone, it sounds to me like this pilot program to use recruiters to get at cybersecurity professionals, A, you, you think it's a great idea, and B, you think it's going to work. I do. I think that it all comes down to being able to proactively screen and look for talent that you might not have already found in other areas, right? It's about looking for the kind of diamond in the rough that you can actually bring up to speed. And the DOD is great at doing that in so many other realms, and cyber is new, but 
now it's time to apply this into the cybersecurity professional realm. Well, I really appreciate you sharing the story today, and it's great to hear of our federal government getting out there and engaging in people in a way that will make the country safer and create great jobs. And congratulations to them for that. Thanks for bringing it to our attention. That was Simone Petrello with CyberVista. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks to Tandem Innovation Alliance, a community connecting .com, .org, and .edu. Subscribe to the Tandem Innovation Alliance newsletter and get innovation news that you can use. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan, online writer Barbara Ulrich, music provided by two DC region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. See you next time.